Hi, welcome to the Lawcast. My name is Melanie Thorley and I'm a solicitor at MJT Law. Today we're going to do something quite different. We, I decided that it would be really fun to go through one of my favourite legal shows uh, to just talk about what might have happened if this was Australia and what's real and what isn't from my perspective. Um, now, the show that I'm watching um, that we're going to be doing today is called Suits. It's season one, pilot part one and two. And this is, uh, this, this is mainly about Ross and Mike and how they're interacting with the court and with their clients. Now, in this particular clip, we're about halfway through this pilot episode and Mike and Harvey are having a conversation about something. Okay, and I'm going to press play. You ride your bike? It's locked, okay? Okay, for those on the law cast, we've got Harvey and Mike just going into the office. Defense sent over the investigation files as a courtesy. No, they didn't. Nobody does anything as a courtesy. They sent those files because that's where they want you to look. <laughs> okay, no one does anything as a courtesy. <laughs> look, actually, that's true. We act in the best interests of our client and... We're not giving the other side information that we don't need to give. Except you don't say, you don't receive information from the other side and they don't say it's a courtesy. Uh, it's either through what we call disclosure or it's a uh, it's something that they had to have done. Uh, it's, it is very rarely um, that you're receiving documents from the other side that the other side are not expecting you to receive and they absolutely uh, either had to have given it or it or it is in their best interest to hand it to you to help their case. Listen, being a lawyer is like being a doctor. You mean how you don't get emotional about the client? No, I mean you keep pressing until it hurts. Then you know where to look. Forget about impeaching the investigation. <laughs> keep pressing until it hurts and then you know where to look. Look, I can only assume on this point that they're talking about how to get information from the other side. Um, that doesn't work, not in my experience. What we do, what we're trying to achieve here, when when we have a litigious matter on hand, is we're trying to to get our client's uh, story out and make it more convincing than the other side's story. So this is not about a fishing expedition. We can only deal with what we call relevant facts. And uh, here they're talking about uh, trying to find other people who may have been in the past involved. And it's not a bad idea, generally. It won't lead anywhere. No employee's going to testify against her own CEO. Okay. That's so true. I do? Think. This guy's done this once. He's done it before. And if the people who work for him now won't testify against him, someone who used to work for him might. So they're trying to erode the credibility. I subpoenaed personnel records of every woman who's left the firm during this guy's tenure. That's funny. That's exactly what I thought. And what do you need my help for? I don't know how to fill out a subpoena. I don't know how to fill out a subpoena. Okay. Harvey's a partner. You would never be speaking to Harvey about what you can and can't do. You would suck it up and you would just quietly get on with it uh, without all this malarkey that he's uh, he's going on about um you just you just pretend that you know what you're doing and just get on with it 
And uh, Harvey's just basically saying that's a you problem, and he jumps in the left. By the way, did you get her to sign the engagement letter? Yeah. What's an engagement letter? Engagement letter. It's a piece of paper that keeps her from being able to sue us. Actually, an engagement letter is not a piece of paper that enables you to sue us. Uh, an engagement letter is uh, a cost agreement, essentially, between, and it's the agreement between the law firm and the client. Uh, here in Queensland, it is unlawful to do work for a client that may cost more than $1,500, including GST, without a cost agreement. So it's not a thing that stops you from suing you. It's a thing that outlines the scope of the works, uh, that enables the parties to understand exactly what that lawyer is going to be doing for the uh, client. And... Yeah, look, broadly speaking, it does help uh, law firms from being sued by their clients, but only insofar as they work within the scope of works. Uh, but there are lots of promises in these cost agreements about updates and so on and so forth. So it's not strictly true that it is a piece of paper that stops them from being able to sue us. Okay, I'm just going to fast forward to a moment where Harvey and Ross are actually in court and uh, they are they're about to talk to the judge while Harvey is. Your Honor, this case should be thrown out. Other than her story, the plaintiff doesn't okay. have one piece of evidence. At this point, both parties are standing up and they're facing the judge. In, Queensland, that would absolutely, well, not never happen, but it is not pro court protocol to do that. What actually happens uh, in court, and it's this really interesting thing where you only talk when the judge is asking you questions and you stand when you talk. The moment you stop talking, you're sitting down. Um, if the judge wants to speak to you again, you stand up and you, you continue your conversation. In this particular scene, they are both talking essentially at once, finishing, trying to finish their sentences. The evidence lies within their personnel files, which they're conveniently refusing to hand over. Those files contain sensitive information. He's fishing the expense of our employees' right to privacy. Please, they don't give a rat's ass about his employees' right to privacy. <laughs> War in court. Okay. <laughs> apart from the fact they're both standing up, apart from the fact they're actually just talking over each other, um, <laughs> I've never heard anybody swear while standing in front of the judge in court. Look, that might happen from people who are not represented by lawyers and perhaps a family environment, court environment. Uh, but we're talking about... Um, we're talking about a civil case here. <laughs> okay, um, look, it's quite, there, there are some things I could um, point out here. Both of them have their jackets done up. They're standing up, their jacket is, is done up. When they sit down, they'll undo the, the, the button on their jacket. Also, one other really interesting thing here is the clock actually says 12.30. It is quite unusual for the court to be sitting um, at around 12.30, so I'm kind of interested to, um, as to why the judge is not having his lunch. But we're just going to continue and see how he goes. Sorry, that's actually unfair to rat's asses. Your Honour, Mr. Speck. The judge just smiled there, and those of you who are listening instead of talking, uh, 
you would probably very rarely get any real emotional reaction from the judge. Just claim that we don't care about our employees, though belittling doesn't carry any weight as a rule of law. True, but what does carry weight is that an investigation of sexual harassment must be conducted without any duress. Your point, the investigator and every person being interviewed. I'm not really sure what they're trying to achieve here, but it's very rare for the judge to be um, engaging uh, in, in banter with the lawyers while they're standing there. It, it is incredibly unusual for uh, judges to be asking anything other than the things that they need to know. Reviewed answers to the CEO they're investigating. That is the definition of duress. It isn't the, the definition of duress. You of oh, and now it's <laughs> walking around. Okay, so what's happening here is they, they seem to have moved out from behind where they're meant to be sitting. And uh, in, in Queensland, uh, and in most places in Australia that I know of, one stands and one stands still. Uh, one is not coming out from behind the... Uh, um, a table in order to get closer to the judge. That would be absolutely a no-no. And now Harvey is uh, having a bit of a wander around well, while he is in front of the tables. Now, how likely would it be that this investigation yielded any fruit? You honestly think I would harass Herman? Okay, so I'm going to stop it there because, in fact, the judge is now engaging in some hypothetical about Herman, his bailiff. Uh, completely silly, obviously. Um, the judge would only be talking about matters that were relevant to the court. Uh, you wouldn't be standing there with your hands. Harvey is standing there with his hands in his pockets. That absolutely would not happen. And uh, you certainly wouldn't well, be getting up to this sort of mischief. Uh, I'd like to think Herman would come to me before it even got to an investigation. I saw that. That should be stricken. Well, what if Herman did come to you, Your Honor, and you betrayed his trust by firing him under false pretenses? You really think that a little of me? I wouldn't trust you as far as I can throw you. Well, okay, so Harvey's just told the judge he doesn't trust him. That would be incredibly close to uh, contempt of court. We have um, three duties here. Um, paramount duties. The first one is to the court, the first, second one is to our client, and the third one is to the profession. Uh, we have to be truthful, and the judges are meant to be beyond reproach. So it is fascinating that Harvey is now essentially challenging the judge's um, honesty, which is, well, let's just say... Uh, there may well be uh, questions about his suitability as a solicitor if he, if he did, did that in, in real life. Your Honour. Oh, here we go. There's a... Hand over the files. Oh, <laughs> it seemed to have worked though. Hand over the files, I'm going to allow this. No, uh, okay people, I really like suits. This is episode one. Um, so, uh, the pilot, sorry, it's a pilot part one and two of season one, and we've got Harvey showing off his his ability to close, uh, and uh, yeah, and it's completely 
completely, um, well, far-fetched. But I really like this show. Uh, I just watch it. I don't critique it usually when I'm watching it. And uh, yeah, and I just enjoy the banter that they put in it. But in this particular case, um, I think Harvey will probably be under investigation and his practicing certificate would be on the line uh, with that sort of language. Just going to have fast forward to where some negotiations are taking place. So in this case, they've now got a little bit of evidence where uh, of this uh, sexual harassment and they're turning up uh, in front of the lawyers to do to try and do a deal. With Joanna Webster prior to her testimony. And it's very rare that any this, an affidavit stating you paid Miss Webster to falsely testify. It's very rare for any of this sort of Mr. um harassment is a civil uh, violation. The penalty is negotiations to be taking place. Right? Negotiations are normally in a environment which is incredibly uh, um, managed. They're not what looks like to be in some type of courtroom. Uh, and he's just kind of standing there going this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing like this is all new information uh, Pretty much by the time you get to a to the point where you're ready for trial all the information has been uh, um, Provided it's been categorized it's been listed and everybody knows about it so there is, and unless it's absolutely relevant and you want to add something new, you would probably need to make an application to court in order to add something new to this material. Right, well, I think that um, ends my critique of Suits episode one, or pilot, what parts one and two of season one. Um, again, I really like Suits, um, and hopefully you guys have learned something today and uh and i hope you've enjoyed the lawcast which is a little bit of a different format today thank you for watching